You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff, and I will be your host today. Uh, we're going to have a one-on-one match featuring Matt and Neil. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. And I'll uh, send it over to Ken, uh, who's our scorekeeper for a breakdown of the rules. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. The game is simple. 20 questions in a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece and split into two rounds. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by our host, Jeff, where players can take a larger lead or gain some ground for a comeback. At the end of regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they have accumulated, and they'll have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five questions based on their confidence in the final round categories. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. Cream, the cream, yeah. All right, is everyone ready? Yeah, let's give it a shot. All right. <laughs> let's give it a shot. That's the confidence we need. All right, then let's get started. Round one, question one. F-E is the chemical symbol for what element? Don't know anything about chemistry. Are you in, Matt? I am in. Oh, great. I uh, actually wrote this question the other way around, and then I thought, yeah, you know, they hate me every time I ask hard chemistry questions, so I'll go with a, a, a fairly well-known one. But the, I think no. I would have gotten either way. So I'm excited. I think potassium is K because that's like the one that I never remember. F-E. All right. I have an answer. I, I know it's wrong because I know nothing about chemistry. How do you feel, Matt? Uh, you want to answer first? Yeah. So I think, and I think the reason I know this is I saw a guy uh, showed up to a Halloween party with F-E written on his shirt and said that he was Iron Man. So I believe it's iron. And Neil. Wow. Okay. I put chlorine. I don't know why. Okay. Chlorine would be C-L-F-E, chemical symbol for iron. Yeah. Of course, I have to relate it to a comic book or something. I can't just yeah, know a science I, answer. If I would have seen that t-shirt, I bet I wouldn't have forgotten it, too. That's a funny t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty common one. Um, other ones uh, like AG, uh, AU. No, AG is silver. silver. AU is gold. Uh, PB, lead. I, I know that's one I've asked before, so no spoilers there. Peanut butter. Um... That's right. <laughs> Question two. What four-letter word describes the tendency to eat objects with no nutritional value? The four-letter word I'm thinking of, I can't um, say. There are there are occurrences of uh, people eating dirt. That's a pretty common one for this condition. Um, there was a couple of reported cases of people eating glass. So I think mm. that'll help with the uh, the answer to the question. You know, make it a little less general. That's a good good hint. I'm coming up with nothing. Uh, I don't even. That's not even a four-letter word. But I put something down. And Neil's writing the alphabet. Uh, that's helpful. Okay, I have an answer. I'm going to take a cue from one of my favorite answers Matt has given on a previous episode, and I'm going to put N-O-P-E. Hmm. <laughs> it's a four-letter word. I, I don't even think I put a four-letter word. I put gorge, which I'm pretty sure is an E at the end. Yeah, uh, neither of those are correct. The tendency to eat objects with no nutritional value is known as pica or pica. Oh, hmm. I did. I have heard that before. Yeah. It's a Pikachu. <laughs> doing not not quite humor for the pokemon crowd uh, question three who played dracula in the 1931 film of the same name all right finally i'm in that's a jeez is that neil question i'm sure once i i'm sure hearing the answer will definitely make me think of it but i got i mean i put count chocula let's be real i don't know so well neil with neil with confidence what do you say bella lugosi mm. 
And Matt had nothing? Yeah. Right. I, I, really, I really need to watch movies, I think. That would be Bella Lugosi. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, when they did Dracula, they would film the uh, Bella Lugosi version during the day, and then at nighttime, the uh, Spanish language would, would film during that time, so they were pulling double duty. Thanks for that extra tidbit. Yeah, there I, you did, go. I wasn't aware. Yeah. Neil, is that, is that your uh, favorite version of Dracula? As a, as a Dracula connoisseur, not my favorite, I gotta say. No, I mean, it's 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 classic because of uh, the fact that it kind of started all. I love Nosferatu. Yeah, I, I do not like the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula um, or Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite version of Dracula is, to be honest. That's a good one. Question four of round one. What are the four states of matter commonly observed in the universe? Mm. I say commonly because there are more than four. Um, but the odds of anybody knowing any more than those are slim to none, even for me. <laughs> I can name I can name maybe one or two off the top of my head. Can I give you three of them? You you can. <laughs> I um, need one more. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to give you full credit. <laughs> three is too easy. We're we're I too know. good for three. Okay, I have four down. Okay. Uh, why don't we start with Matt? You're in Neil. Yeah. I'm in Neil. Yeah. Right. So solid, liquid, gas, and I put vapor. Okay. Neil? Uh, I probably could have thought a little harder and pulled that from somewhere, but uh, seeing as my strength in the Dracula question before and the movie question, I went with uh, these four matters. Matter of fact, mind over matter, family matters, mm-hmm. and the Matterhorn. Oh. <laughs> Matt was a little bit closer uh, with his answer. So solids, liquids, gases, the fourth are plasmas. So you'd find those uh, in the sun. Lightning is an example of a common yeah. plasma. A state of matter that's exceptionally uncommon would be like a Bose-Einstein condensate. So uh, I wasn't I wasn't thinking anybody would would get those. Um, Vapor is technically a liquid. Right? It is a gas. Yeah, it would be gas. Yeah, Gaseous. vapor like water vapor is, is liquid is is the gas form of of water. Yeah. On to question five, our listener submitted question: In what month does Canada celebrate Thanksgiving? Oh, I think I know this too. I know I've seen it on a calendar. It says like Thanksgiving observed, and then in the parentheses Canada. Canada. (laughs) So, Uh, so I'm between two answers here that are probably both incorrect. But uh, Matt, are you in? Yeah, I'm in. So I'm trying to think if it's either. I feel like it's either December, one month after ours, or it's one month before in September. My original answer was December, but I think uh, okay, I'm in. I'm going to go with September. All right, Matt. What happened to October when you were doing your one month? Before? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, I, I should have put, put. So I put October. October is my answer. Uh, it is on a Monday, the first week of October. <laughs> I can't believe I. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh so hard. It's when that, you said can, you it's that a candy before. lobby getting yeah. rid of, of October. <laughs> All right. So uh, at the end of five questions, uh, Matt has 20 points, Neil has 10. Shit. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot October. All right. All right. Question six. What was the first feature-length animated film? All right. I'm locked in. Okay, I'm locked in. Uh, Matt locked in first. Let's go to Matt. I think it's Snow White. Okay. I put Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You are both correct. It is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Nicely done, gentlemen. I know that I've heard this has come up in different like various trivia forms before. I know that I had heard that before. I mean, I, I had I think I made allusion to it a while back. I never asked it as a formal question, so thought I would mm. uh, you know just get that one out of the way. Question seven: What is the name of Taylor Swift's first album? Shame. 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 Oh man, we. we I have... won't. I won't lie. I was taking a quiz online the other day, and this question came up, and I thought I'm going to ask it. One of your Taylor Swift quizzes you always take. One of them. Like who? who what bow is she dating now? Who can keep up? Some kind of boating executive. And if we if we mention who she's dating now, by the time this episode airs, she'll be dating someone else. So and there'll be a brand new it. single. Ugh. It'll be a brand new single about how much she hates that last that last poor schmuck. Poor schmuck. <laughs> the name of her first album are you in matt yeah i don't care so <laughs> it's definitely not gonna be october uh-huh. um <laughs> so i think uh if i remember correctly she numbers some of her albums kind of like adele mm-hmm. and um I-, I can't remember if one of them one of them is 15 and then there's an 18 and if i remember at pub trivia i think one of the questions was one of these is not an album because she had a song called 22 but i don't think the album was called 22 i'm gonna go 15 Mm-hmm. That's my answer. 
All right, and Matt? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. I put, I couldn't remember the name of the album. I know one of the songs on the album was Tears for My Guitar or something like that, so I just put that as the album. Uh, I think you're both going to hate me because mm. um, the answer is in the question. Taylor Swift's first oh, album was eponymous. It was self-titled, Taylor oh, Swift. When she was like 12 or something. <laughs> came out. That's fine. All right. Back when she was doing the country thing. Yeah. Back, That's back when she was doing when the she was driving thing. around giving demo tapes to people in Nashville. She's still on a slide guitar. Oh, maybe she'll make it one day. Question. Best of luck to you, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Question eight. What year was the James Bond film Dr. No released? Mm. For those of you who don't know, Dr. No was the first movie in the Bond franchise. Do you know this one, Neil? I do. I'm just trying to decide if uh, Thunderball is the the year, the second year that's, that's behind my first answer. Um, See, you have a point of reference. This is much easier for me. I have a decade, and I just guess from there. One number is sticking out in my head, and that was my gut, but I, I didn't trust it. And I, if I'm off by two years, I'm going to be really angry. I put 61. Okay. I put 64. Uh, 64, I believe, was Thunderball. 62 was Dr. No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it was filmed in 1961, so I'll just take that. (laughs) I'll take the moral credit. Uh, Question nine. What is the primary language spoken in Brazil? I'm in. You got to throw a softball in there every once in a while. Same. All right. Uh, Matt? I put Spanish. I think that's wrong. Neil? I put Portuguese. One of you is right, because it is Portuguese. Question ten. Which artist recorded and performed 1969's hit, Spirit in the Sky? Mm. I could see all the movie montages with this song, and there's so many. Yeah, I remember playing this, too, in either Rock Band or Guitar Hero. I can't remember which one. Going up to the Spirit in the Sky. You said 69. It's where Jeff's victims go when they die. When they go way up high. God, it's it's such an iconic song. It is, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to put a guess and sound dumber, so I'm just going to put nothing. Okay, Matt with nothing. Neil, you did you have anything? I know it's wrong. I just put Manford Man. Uh, that was Norman Greenbaum. Nope. Mm, never. Yeah, old Norman Greenbaum. You know him. Yeah. You He's remember on... him. He's Norman. Mm-hmm. Featured on the <laughs> newest Taylor Swift album, actually. So. I don't think so. Probably not. Probably a little dead. Maybe, maybe his, uh, his contribution to the album will finally push her to the top. <laughs> All right. Can we, get a, the can we get a score update Charts. for the first half, Ken? Yeah, sure. It's uh, 30 to 30 right now. All right. Not too bad. So what we're going to do today for my halftime is we're going to do a little name that tune. Uh, But I'm not going to stick with, you know, normal songs. I went something a little bit closer to my heart. We're going to go with 90s video games. So I'm going to play sound clips from 90s video games. And um, every contestant can write down their answers. We're just going to go straight through. Pretty, I'm pretty regretful that I don't get to participate. I'm kind of sad. I think you'd really enjoy this one. And we'll we'll go straight through. Each question is going to be worth five points. There are 15 of them today, so you can max out 75 here. Hmm. Hopefully that'll really ramp up the scores. And we will get started. So here is number one. For some reason, the um, audio of the soldiers marching had like Wolfenstein in my head. I don't even think that has anything to do with um, that game, but I just, I don't know why I put Wolfenstein. Yeah. It was a good quality audio, so I'm guessing it's a PlayStation game. And then I ended up answering a Nintendo 64 game anyway, like an idiot, and I put Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. Well, later instantiations of this franchise did have an N64 game. Uh, this one was a personal favorite of mine when I was a kid. That was Hell's March from mm. Command & Conquer. Mm. Oh, okay. Alright, any ideas on that one? Yeah, I have a, a guess. Um, so my the only thing I can think of is that one game and I can't think of the name of it right now where you're scrolling from left to right fighting people in the street. 
uh i don't know if it's not like streets on fire ram it's not rampage that's the building one i can't think of the the scroller game so i'm just gonna put street fighter for no mm-hmm. other good reason i think you were thinking of streets, streets of rage streets so of rage I don't believe it is that is what i was thinking either. of yes thank you i put uh castlevania symphony of the night so this series uh had a recent um game come out this would be the original doom mm. uh, sounded familiar i just couldn't think of it that new doom game is is primo as well yeah. it's very very good that's I good think the fact that i play video games with mute while listening to podcasts is really hurting me in this round <laughs> i don't know if you were doing that 20 years ago when these were the first out but <laughs> i was listening to wgci same thing <laughs> all right number three going to put this for a lot of them until it is right if if you do yeah. happen to put this so i just put zelda uh, it kind of sounds like the chocobo theme from final fantasy 7 and i know it's not but i put chrono cross this is definitely in the nintendo franchise it's donkey kong country mm. <laughs> we had the same grunt yeah <laughs> uh, number four sounds very familiar and um i think i think i know that one okay i'm just gonna put zelda again is that zelda 2 it is zelda 2 oh give him credit for that i will give him credit for that <laughs> zelda 2 the least known of the themes it is, from, it, <laughs> from Legend it, is of zelda. The, it is in the zelda franchise it's so. a they decided to make it a side scroller for some reason in that game very bizarre game <laughs> number five could hear that synth bass i i know the era i i mean i'm probably not going to get it but uh all right i'm gonna put something that's wrong just like something down uh, yeah california cruising i don't know <laughs> that's not a bad guess i put pilot wings that's street fighter 2 uh <laughs> number <laughs> number six I just, it's, so, it's so frustrating because they all sound really familiar. They do. I just can't place the picture. I just put Streets of Rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Metroid. I am really disappointed because we were talking about this video game earlier. That's from Cradle. Mm. I don't even... GoldenEye oh. 007. Oh. Mm. Hmm. I would have had to have gotten the main theme there, which is just the Bond theme. <laughs> I remember that one distinctly. I have, I still feel anxiety anytime I hear that song, like trying to hunt down Jason uh, yeah. Trevelyan yeah. through the through the satellite. Uh huh. Yeah. That that song. I was just immediately the first time I heard this. I was ooh, love it. I just love it. So, number seven. duck hunter no i think that's a kirby game is it kirby it's a kirby game it's kirby's dreamland yeah well done number eight I just put Castlevania. Mm, it sounds like a Final Fantasy. 
It does sound like a Final Fantasy, but that is Warcraft 2. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know that was I a game. I did play Warcraft 2 for a little bit. Number nine. That's one of the Marios. Um, I guess if I have to be specific, I was going to say Super Mario, but I think I'm going to go Super Mario 3. Is it Yoshi's Island? Oh, God. That is Mario Super 64. Mario 64. Uh, I give him inside me. the castle walls. Oh, that's why. Oh, yes. That's why I remember that. Okay. Playing with my, my dad and my is brother. It, is Neil getting points? Or? Yeah. Well, uh, for naming the f- close enough to the franchise, that's sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be a we'll get there. monster. <laughs> Question 10. pretty tropical they all sound like mario i'll admit this is one of the harder ones this is one that i had i had played this game but i had forgotten so well then it's definitely not my answer yoshi's island i said yoshi's island it does sound like yoshi's island it's actually sim city 2000 ah that horrible console version yep number 11 I put Final Fantasy. Yeah, I think that's Final Fantasy 2, the or 4 or whatever. Is that wrong? That is Worms. Nope. Hmm. What's Worms? <laughs> it's a game. Oh, okay. It's a multiplayer <laughs> game where the worms uh, blow each other up. Oh, right? I've seen that. That looks really fun. Uh, it... No, that was, is that the same series? Or is that Earthworm Jim? It's not Earthworm. Oh, it okay. just says Worms? <laughs> yeah, it's Worms. Video games, bringing the mood down. Ready for 12? <laughs> yes. gonna say um ninja turtles mm. i believe that's green hill zone from sonic well played green hill zone indeed it is sonic. that one i that's the first i don't get much farther than that usually <laughs> sonic, so i heard that song a lot I, I like that you knew the level though that's yeah. great i really i'm really happy about that all right on to 13 One of the most distinct video game soundtracks I've ever heard. Great. The music really doesn't define that game, so. But it it's distinct enough. Yeah, I am just gonna put Turok again because I don't know this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna put uh, Metal Gear Solid. Ooh. That'd be Civilization Two. Right. Civ. Uh. Where Gandhi bombs you every time you do anything. <laughs> Wonderful Civ. Is that true? Yeah. So there, there was a mistake in the programming in the first Civ where Gandhi was like a warmonger and then it became such a meme that they added into all the future editions. So Gandhi always wants to start wars with you and wants you to bomb his enemies for him. Hmm. Number 14. That one brings back a lot of memories. I played that game for countless hours as a child, so I'm I just a put fan Pokemon. Of that one. I don't it's know. Not, I, I mean, I'm guessing it, this is wrong too, but Mario RPG. Uh, that was Banjo Kazooie for any of you who ever hmm. played that. It was really fun. Number fifteen.
MIDI jams on that one. Yeah, that one's pretty intense. It sounds like it'd be a good racing game. But it sounds pretty old. Uh, I am going to go with Streets of Rage. I put Primal Rage. That would be Duke Nukem 3D. Mm. This is the song that I was hoping you were going to play and you didn't. I'm very disappointed, but... Contra. Contra. That's the game I used to love playing. So when you do that one. Yeah. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for the New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places. Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan. But nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So after that round, uh, Neil was able to rack up an extra 20 points. Matt actually was able to get 30 out of that. So that brings Neil's score up to 50 and Matt up to 60. Not too bad. I didn't do very well at all, but I'm, I'm glad at least we're on the board. Yeah, I think it's fun when you go back and you listen to all those songs, how much they sound alike, and it's really hard if you're not looking at it to figure out which game that is. Yeah, it's weird, too, because when you're kids, everything sounded so different and new mm -hmm. and awesome, but now they all sound the same. Mm -hmm. Starting round two, question one. What Major League Baseball player broke Roger Maris' single-season home run record in 1998? I believe that was Bartolo Wright. <laughs> Bartolo Wright, that is correct. I don't know why I'm having second doubts about this. I know it's between two guys, and I'm just trying to remember who broke it first. I'm just going to go with McGuire, Mark McGuire. Yeah. I and think, Matt? I think you're overthinking that one a little bit. I know Sammy might have actually passed Maris first, but the question of who breaks the records at the end of the season, so Mark McGuire would be the answer. Mark McGuire it is? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I, they were really close for most of that season, uh, and I think Sammy actually might have passed it or you know, on the same day or whatever. It was really close, though. So. Hmm. No steroids. <laughs> No, Asterisk. No cork. No cork. No cork. Actually, they've done some studies. Cork is probably not going to help you. Yeah. Uh, it probably will actually slow down the ball a bit. What about HGH? That'll probably help you hit a bit better. <laughs> if you rub the ball in HGH, it's going to go much farther. <laughs> you gotta, first, got to urinate on your hands. Uh, make sure they're nice and soft. What's that video of that guy? Uh, actually, you... Moises Alou yeah. used to pee on his hands. Yeah, There's so a lot of pseudoscience going Wait, on right now. Wait, he peed on his hands? That, yeah, to said, remove calluses, I believe. He said it would help him get a better grip on the bat. Should have helped him uh, catch balls that are going uh, foul out of the Steve Hartman's hands. I think he was just uh, you know, looking for an excuse to yeah. pee on his hands. Who was that That video of the guy you said from the Cubs who was like big on steroids who hit that bomber? Glenn Allen Hill once hit a home run that went across the street and ended up on top of the building across the street. Glen Ellen Hill. It was the crazy. And if you if you watch the video, his his legs are so tiny and he has these giant arms. And That's great. Landed on the cubby bear. Yeah, it's impressive. Question two. What actor portrayed Darth Vader in the flesh in the original Star Wars trilogy? James Earl Jones famously is the voice of Vader, but there was a man in the costume who wasn't. That's That's a deep cut for me. George Lucas himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big enough Star Wars fan to know that one, but yeah. okay. All right, Matt? Yeah, I put uh, the Hulk himself, Lou Ferrigno. Uh, so I went uh, currently uh, George Lucas is going back to make another re-release, and he will physically, or excuse me, he will digitally in 
insert Hayden Christensen. So the answer is Hayden Christensen. So I'll just take those points. Born. <laughs> uh, uh, if you listen to my question, what actor portrayed Darth Vader in the flesh in the original Star Wars uh, trilogy? Oh, he'll, he can would, be put in there with CGI. Would, It'll be fine. That's not in the flesh. I'll take that. I'll take that point. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't know it. I don't Do know. you happen to know it, Ken? Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, that would be David Prowse. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. I was going to put some British guy. I don't know if that would have gotten I mean, he points. he was a British guy. Yeah, so. I did know that, too. I should have thought about it harder. That's okay. All right. Question three. Method Man portrayed a character, Cheese Wagstaff, in what HBO original drama? Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I don't think it's... I'm not sure if it's right, but... Okay. Neil? I put The Wire... I also put the wire. That would be the wire. Yeah. Good I, job, guys. I thought it was going to be a how high question, and then it wasn't. Was <laughs> uh, no, the wire. The wire is one of my absolute all-time favorite shows. Mm. So it's uh, it's absolutely worth the watch. Um, I recommend it to people, and they're like, "I have to give up sixty hours of my life," and I say, "Yes, you do. It's definitely." worth I think it. everyone does that now, though, so it's fine. And you're not giving it up. You would watch Fuller House instead, or whatever. How so. dare you? you could, I'm just saying. You couldn't pay me. Question four. Michael Fassbender. May have been named Michael Cooper if he were of English descent. What is the trade of a Cooper? I believe a Cooper is a uh, basketball coach. Mm, as long as you're hanging with yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, little Raymond didn't, Simone on that show. Didn't expect a hanging with Mr. Cooper uh, reference. There's always, I remember their basketball team was the Penguins. Uh-huh. He got uh, dunked on by Charles Barkley in an episode. Terrible. It was a terrible play. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Okay. I put chicken wrangler because they live in a coop. Ah. If that's right, I'm feel so I put a glass blower. Oh. Interesting choice. Ken? I believe a cooper would be one who makes barrels. That would be a barrel maker. Mm. Well played. Ah, interesting. Hmm. I thought I thought maybe uh if you had that thought in the back of your mind, Fossbender would have gotten you closer um because they they were they literally would strap iron they would you know bend the iron around the barrel mm. uh to well i thought of like, like a blacksmith but then i i thought that would be too easy but it has a little bit yeah. of a blacksmith in there i did see something on a guy who does that and he said he has such a hard time finding anybody to be his apprentice and it's a dying art because people just don't want to do it and it takes so much time and skill to do it yeah when i heard fastbender i was hoping it was gonna be a movie question but now i know that it's a uh a barrel maker <laughs> yeah so there you go. Cooper's probably the one you'll run into, but yeah, Chris Cooper. On to he makes barrels down in the mines. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, October Sky. Yeah. <laughs> you mean September Sky? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> on to question five. How many players are on the field for each team in a game of Australian Rules football? Damn it, Jeff. Damn you. <laughs> I I demand. This is some kind of bias on this question. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I did once watch a game of Australian Rules football with Neil. He seemed to know a lot more about it. So, Do we need to say how many subs there are? No. Okay. No. That's not what I'm asking. I'm just, I'm just making sure. Boy, this is pretty one-sided. I mean, I could still look. I mean, <clears throat> we're just saying one, one team, right? Not the combined of both teams? Just one team. Okay. I'm trying to think. When I had written this game, I was hoping it would be a Matt Ken question, and then Neil could, you know, be really mad that he missed out on it. But <laughs> that's not how the straws were drawn today. I would have put a, an Aussie rules question in my game now. I, actually, I will now because we have Australian listeners, so we gotta gotta do it. Um, I've crossed out like four answers, and I'm gonna stick with this one. I'll do a Nathan Buckley question. All, All right. right, I'm in. All right, well, Neil with confidence, I'm sure. Eighteen. I said 10. So I was... It is, of course, 18. Of course, it's 18. I mean, if, if Neil got this wrong, he would be forever shamed. He couldn't speak of Australia ever again. Yeah, that's right. Maybe after I eat the Vegemite, I'll, I'll, oh, that's gain, right. the, I'll gain that knowledge. Patreon perk, guys. We need If you give us money, Matt will eat Vegemite on camera. You <laughs> also get to pick what he eats it on, so we haven't decided what he's going to be eating it on yet. I do not remember that and, part. Uh, <laughs> team, team 42 from our Monday Night Pub Trivia, if you personally donate Fifty dollars. We will videotape Matt eating Vegemite at Pub Trivia on a Monday night. Mm. Uh, this all sounds awful. Continue. But I'll have beer with him. It'll be fine. <laughs> Wash it down. And it's, you have to be drink it with Fosters. With Fosters. <laughs> all right. With that, uh, the scores draw even. They both have eighty. Uh, eighty. Yep. All right. Not so bad. Good for us. More than zero. More than zero. Yay. Question six. What movie was River Phoenix in the middle of filming when he died? I have a guess. I like these because whenever there's a movie question, Neil like feels so much pressure that he has to get it right. 
and then it really eats at him when he doesn't know. Well, that's because he does. He has no choice. I can tell you the year it was, everyone that was around him, how it happened, and what the the phone call to 911 sounds like, but I'm trying to think what movie he would have been filming. And I, what and I look forward to all of that, that extra none information. Of that was the question. I look forward to all that extra information after you submit your answer. I don't look forward to it. <laughs> not, not for me. It may be his redemption. Uh, so it was 93. It was at the Viper Room, Johnny Depp's club that he owned in L.A. And uh, Joaquin was there, his brother, and Rain, his sister. And he got into cocaine and drugs with John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Flea was there as well. And uh, before he went to the Viper Room, he said... What's the I, answer, Neil? I feel like I'm going to OD like I do right now on the fact that I'm not going to get this answer right. So I'm going to say 93... Just for the fun of it, I'm going to say uh, Gleaming the Cube, one of my favorite mm. uh, Christian Slater movies. It's not right, but... Uh, Matt? Nah, I got nothing. All right. So he was in the middle of filming a movie that was later released called Dark Blood. Yeah. Nope. It was released a couple years after? 2012. Yeah, that's okay. a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. Only, only question seven. What powerhouse organelle has its own DNA separate from that of the organism it inhabits? I don't even know what that is. That could be a problem. Is it related to cottonelle? Mm. No. Is it a fabric softener? No. I will. Uh, nobody's written anything yet. If you'd like, no. if you'd like me to tell you what an organelle is, I would like you to tell me what an organelle is. <laughs> Sounds good. I will do that. Organelle is a is any number of organized or specialized structures within a living cell. When I'm when I hear organelles, all I'm thinking of is a female doo-wop group inside of a cell mm-hmm. singing something like one fine day or yeah hey mr postman that's all i got but i have my answer written in which is completely wrong but i'll wait until you're ready yeah i don't even know i'm <laughs> science man uh bacteria is my answer because i don't know anything i put osmosis jones oh i love osmosis Ken? jones the mitochondria is the powerhouse no of the cell way. I was going to say mitochondria like as an idiot be like, oh, that's the only word I know in science is mitochondria. And I didn't. In fact, it is mitochondria. Come on. I, Come I, on. I had originally written that question without powerhouse in there. And I'm like, no, there's no way anybody's going to get it unless I say powerhouse because the mitochondria makes all of the power for the When cell. you said powerhouse, I'm like, oh, it's, I'll just say mitochondria. That sounds like it might be right. But I went for the joke instead. Question eight. Bald eagles are not named for uncovered heads but are instead named for a shortened version of this P word often used to describe horses having irregular patches of two colors. Time for some equestrian questions. Yeah, I have an answer. It's not right. I'm in. Okay. Uh, Matt, you were in first. Why don't you give us your answer? Yep. Uh, I believe it's P-bold. P-I-E, bald. Okay. And Neil? I didn't even think that far to put bald in there. I just put palette. It is piebald, which yeah. I will give Matt credit for that. I know it's a band, and that's where I got where I was coming from. It's like an old emo band, and I was like, that might be it, and there it was. So that's, that's Matt's specialty is old emo bands. So yeah. e- equine would be ever relating to horses. Equestrian would be ever relating to horse riding. Also so. important to have. Yes. If there's ever a hot water music or any of those questions. Well, I, I that. feel like a old horse's e- ass. old emo bands for an old emo man. <laughs> oh. I am old. You're right. You're right. Sadness befell him. <laughs> it's it's been befallen on him as an old emo man. I was to say as someone who's emo. It's yeah. in my nature. All right. Well, well done. Uh, question nine. What is the largest island in the Caribbean? Mm-hmm. Did we have this one at trivia? And I probably just looked at Jeff and I was like, "Do you know it?" We we did not have this one at a trivia night, but I did say it at some point. I'm sure in the past. This was definitely on a sporkle thing that I did the other day, and I am not going to get it. All right, I'm in. Fine. Me too. Neil? I put Isla Nubar. Mm, I put Cuba. Uh, it is Cuba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this new game where I'm very unconfident get it right. <laughs> and I'm just putting random inside jokes. Does anyone know what Isla Nubar is? No. What is this? Uh, we'll look it up. I'll tell you next time. <laughs> huh. No, no. Uh, Ken would know it as... Uh, Ken would know it if I what if I said Barbasol? Oh, okay. So is that uh, Jurassic Park? It's Jurassic Park. Oh, all right then. All right. Let's go faster. Number ten. <laughs> number ten. If you are in an Oakland A's game, you might notice their mascot Stomper. What species is Stomper? 
I think I know this one. I'm thinking of their actual. Oh no, maybe I'm thinking of the Mets mascot. Which is just the, a giant ball. I was going to say the baseball head. I was going to say his species, species is baseball. Is baseball. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The Oakland A's. Is that the one who uh, has the weird horn for a nose and does like the booty dancing? Genus, genus ball, species baseball. <laughs> I'll talk species, out loud. I, don't no, no. I think you're thinking of the no. Philly Fanatic. The Philly Fanatic, you're right. The Philly not... Frenetic? Yeah. <laughs> to avoid copyright infringement. Right. Uh, I just put Billy Bean a night. No. I think it's a monkey. Stomper is an elephant. That makes ah, way more oh, sense. Oh, Stomp. Stomp the yard. If I would have thought of the name, man, that would have came. So I've Because I've seen Oakland A's gear that has an elephant on it. And for some reason, I just had a monkey in my head, which is actually, I might be thinking of the Rally Monkey, which is a mascot for the Los Angeles Angels. Speaking of Stomper, what was that news story you said the other day, Matt, about an elephant? Oh, yeah. So there was a, there was a hunter who, um, on one of his trips, uh, shot an elephant, and the elephant collapsed onto him killing the hunter so good instant karma hopefully the elephant then survived that would be i'm gonna great. i'm gonna pull no punches and i don't think this is controversial by saying if you shoot an elephant you're an asshole mm. stop your elephant hunt and turn around and go f- yourself i just say commit to trivia you know just find a new hobby you could kill yeah. elephants or you could listen to trivia podcasts all right movie. what are our scores heading into the final ken <laughs> No, that's what we call a a classic segue from threatening safari and uh, elephant killers to uh, what are the scores, Ken? I didn't threaten anybody. I said they could go f*** themselves. Uh I said they're assholes. I never threatened anybody. All right. After the uh, second round, the scores are Neil with 80 and Matt with 100 going into the final round. All right. Sounds good. So about on par for a normal game. I'm a little angry because I mitochondria I should have gotten. The uh-huh. October I should have gotten. Um, but Matt's ahead, so I got to make it up with my wager. Final round categories. First question is going to be in tennis. Question two is going to be in languages. Question three revolves around communication. Question four is about explorers. Question five, presidential politics. Mm. All right. So wagers are in. First question again in tennis. Who is the only person to win each of the four Grand Slam titles at least four times? Question two, in languages. What is the official language of the Bahamas? Question three, in communication. What four-letter nautical term did Alexander Graham Bell suggest as a greeting while answering the telephone? Question four, explorers. What explorer is credited with the first circumnavigation of the globe, despite the fact that he died while attempting it? Question five, presidential politics. The majority of presidents belong to what political party? That's a good one. Yeah, I'm okay with these. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? 
Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Good questions. (laughs) They're always good questions if you feel you know the answers. Yeah. Otherwise, they're terrible I'm questions. 50, I'm 50, I know one 100%, and I'm 50-50 on some of them, and one of them I'm very proud of. Okay, I'm in. All right. So, question one, tennis. Uh, what were the wagers, Ken? All right. Looks like um, Matt went in for 10. Neil is uh, stepping out of this one. All right. So, Matt, you had the, you had the points on this mm-hmm. one. What did you say? Uh, Pete Sampras. All right. Did you have an answer, Neil? Yeah, I was going to put Pete Sampras, but I put Navratilova. Uh, it would be Steffi Graf. Yeah. Ah. Sampras, I, he, I think he didn't win on the Australian. It was something with clay he wasn't good at, I believe. So, Isn't the French Open the one with clay? Yeah, that probably makes more sense. Uh, question two in languages. What is the official language of the Bahamas? Ken, what were the wagers on this one? Uh, we, we have uh, both players stepping down. <laughs> okay. A lot riding on this Any, one. Anybody uh, want to go first on this one? Uh, I'll go first. I was going to put Bahamian, uh, mm-hmm. but then I knew that was incorrect. But I believe uh, Rihanna is from the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And um, not that it has anything to do with my answer. I just put French. I think she's from Barbados. Barbados. Yeah. That's right. I oh, just okay. put who let the dogs out. Anyways, okay. uh, Matt. I said I put who let the dogs out. Oh, you did? <laughs> Sorry. The I was being really mean with this. Uh, English is the English, official language yeah. of the Bahamas. Oh, that's pretty smart. That's what the Bahamans sang in. I should have known that. They uh, they were a former British you colony. Call that song that English. <laughs> <laughs> Question three in communication. What were our wagers, Ken? All right. Looks like uh, Neil's going in for 10 and Matt for 20. Matt, let's kick it to you. Yeah, this is a great question because I could answer it from The Simpsons. It's uh, what Montgomery Burns answers the phone with. It's Ahoy. Oh, that's so easy. I, I thought of Ahoy and I was like, yeah. uh, maybe that's too easy. I put uh, Port. It is Ahoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the joke being that Mr. Burns is so old, he was around when telephones were invented and he says it because he was told to yeah. answer the phone that way. That's a that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, Yeah, the Montgomery Burns Ahoy Hoy. Yeah. Yeah. Question four in Explorers. We have any wagers on these? We got nothing. Nothing. Got All nothing. right. Who wants to who wants to go first? Draw the short straw. I said uh, Magellan. Yeah. Uh, I just put Vespucci. It was Ferdinand Magellan. Yeah. I should have bet more on these. I, I saw that on the Explorers. I only know one. I was I was either gonna it was gonna be like Magellan <laughs> or Vespucci or Marco yeah. Polo or it was gonna be you know. I was hoping it was the of. Ethan Hawke uh, space movie, yeah. but. <laughs> or the offshoot Boy Scouts, yeah. the Explorers. <laughs> and question five in presidential politics. What were our wagers? Uh, Neil has nothing, and Matt is going in for ten. Ten. All right. I want to hear what Matt has to say. So I think it's Republican because the party switched at some point in time, and they had won a bunch before. So I think it's Republican. Yeah, so my training of thought was uh, Lincoln was a Republican, um, but more of like a social, like progressive Republican, and then they kind of switched to more conservatism. So I just thought maybe Republican as well. Same thing as Matt. Great, great thought there. Um, Yes, they did switch, but so did the Democrats. Uh, Of course, um, there was a trend as that happened. Um, The New Deal era politics was the real final straw. And then Lyndon Johnson was the final nail in the coffin. Obviously, he was from Texas. And uh, so that was about the last time the South ever voted for a Democrat. It is it is by and large Republican, uh, mostly because it's the name that stuck around the longest. So before that, you had other political parties, uh, Whigs, Democratic Republicans, uh, which then became uh, Republicans, if I'm not mistaken. So, so it was, in fact, Republican. It is, in fact, Republicans. The Whig yeah. Party won, what was it, like three out of the first So the the first presidential candidate, um, George Washington, didn't have an official party. Um, And then you would have had Federalists Mm -hmm. uh, and Anti-Federalists. So I believe um, Adams was a Federalist and then um, Jefferson was a Democratic Republican. Uh So 
All right, so it's time to find out who is the cream of the crop. With 70 points in second place <laughs> is Neil. Uh, and so uh, in first place is Matt yeah. with 120. Excellent Sweet. game, Matt. Yeah. You are the cream of the crop this week. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare, and I am the cream. Feels good to win. Uh, is this your first win or second win? or uh, Second win, I believe, so far. So, you know, so there's some stuff that was in my wheelhouse, a few sports questions, an emo question, which wasn't really an emo question, and then uh, something I could relate to The Simpsons. So as long as we keep that going, I think I'll do pretty well. What makes me feel better, though, is that I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to play a game where getting three right out of ten is uh, considered good to go to the Hall of Fame. So, betting 300, so I'm happy. Yeah. And I'm not using HGH. Thank you to Matt and Neil for a great game. If you'd like to play along with our contestants, make sure to check out our Facebook page and download our official Triviality score sheet, same one we use here in the studio. How can people get in touch with us, Ken? Well, you can find us on Twitter using the handle at TrivialityPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrivialityPod. If you'd like to get in touch with us via email, send all messages to TrivialityPodcast at gmail.com. And if it's a question five submission, just make sure to put that in the subject line. Maybe mention a uh, host that you'd like to uh, ask the question. That way uh, we could keep the answer secret to the other uh, the other hosts. And, uh, of course, we'd love to hear from you. Jeff, you want to talk about the Patreon a little bit? So uh, you can support us uh, by reviewing and rating us on iTunes. But if you would like to contribute financially to the success of our show, help us on our current goal to upgrade our equipment. Uh, we're calling it the Race to 100. Um, so if we can get to a goal of $100 a month, we should be able to improve our microphones and soundproof the room that we're in a little bit better uh, so that hopefully we can bring you a better product. Uh, we've got different tiers with rewards set up for our Patreon uh, uh, supporters, Patreon-only perks uh, that we'd love for you to be able to get, including extra bonus episodes and some other content that we're going to be hiding behind that paywall. So... <laughs> Hiding behind a <laughs> if you if you would like to uh, if you'd like to and have the ability to support us we'd really appreciate it uh, as we'd like to continue to build and grow the show then you can find us there at uh, patreon.com slash triviality podcast yeah and please uh, don't forget to rate review and subscribe to help our searchability on iTunes as well or at uh, you know whatever uh, podcast app that you prefer to listen to all right thanks so much uh thanks again everybody for being here ken thank you for being scorekeeper my pleasure and on behalf of all of us here uh that was triviality coming to theater soon september sky you keep going you're gonna have my job someday everybody says so tell him you'll work the hoot owl shift tonight no Coal mine's your life. It's not mine. I'm never going down there again. I want to go into space.